Hi, Justine Harcourt de Tourville. Today, we're going to be talking with another festival. We're talking with Tribeca and Lauren Hammonds. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us exactly what you do with Tribeca. Sure. So my name's Lauren Hammonds. I'm senior programmer at Tribeca Film Festival in New York City, uh, and I... Uh, I'm in charge of feature films and immersive. So immersive is a is a very important part of our festival, uh, but it's kind of grown beyond just VR to encompass every R that there is. So thanks to Can XR for uh, for having us here this year again. Well, it's really cool. I think, you know, each festival has one area or several areas that they add a certain kind of expertise to. I know like at South by, um, by having interactive, they really, you have the opportunity to delve into the other technologies and, and look at it from that perspective as long as well as see the film festival. Uh, Con has a very cinematic focus, obviously with the yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little more about Tribeca. What what makes it special? Well, with Tribeca, you know, we we started um, in 2002 uh, as a direct response to the events of 9-11. And the idea that our founders had, our founders are Jane Rosenthal and Robert De Niro. I was going to say. And and the the idea that they had was, you know, really the fact that um, art, can help to heal. And they were looking at a way to revitalize the community. And a film festival seemed like a really uh, great opportunity to do so. Since then, we've definitely evolved from just being a film festival to being more of what I like to think of as a storytelling festival. And we like to celebrate storytellers no matter what the medium they're using. So, you know, we've evolved beyond film. We have a, a section called uh, Tribeca Now, which is for new online work. We have Tribeca TV. We have a lot of talks like storytellers in our director series. And then of course the immersive section, uh, which has grown exponentially over the, the past five years. One thing you were mentioning before we went live with the mics is you were telling us that there's some room for branded. Yeah, absolutely. We also have, uh, three years ago, we introduced a section called Tribeca X and that was to celebrate branded, uh, storytelling. So, you know, I think that that we were recognizing that the the filmmakers that were working in the branded space were doing much more than just advertisements and they were creating art uh, that could, you know, that was being funded by brands. So we wanted to be able to celebrate them as well and also uh, introduce a new group to our festival. Um, and those are the people from the agencies and uh, from different corporations that are looking for ways to connect with consumers that aren't, you know, traditional ads. And I think that it's, it's a, uh, we've seen some really amazing work. You know, we had th- the winner this year uh, of the short was uh, called The Face of Distracted Driving. It was by AT&T, but it was directed by Errol Morris. So when you have Errol Morris working in branded content, it's not too shabby, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good because, you know, makers do have the right to earn a living and they do have a, you know, and it's a good place where you're paying to improve your artistry and your craftsmanship. Absolutely. Because it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough industry. It is a tough industry and sustenance is important to artists. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> you know, everyone would agree that, uh, you don't have to sell your soul in order to, to, make this work. I think when you look at, you know, uh, auteurs like Spike Jones and Spike Lee and other people not named Spike, you you still, uh, you you see some really excellent work in the, in the field. So as a curator, tell me about what you're thinking about in terms of finding and promoting, what are some of the parameters that you look for? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I travel quite a bit 
uh, to different festivals, to visit creators, to different studios, to just see the work that I can identify as it's as it's being made. Um, and primarily, again, it goes back to story. It goes back to uh, what is the core of this work, um, the core kind of storytelling principles of the work. And can it only be told in VR if we're talking about VR? Or is this the best medium for it to be told in if we're talking about AR or you know immersive audio? Um, I think that that's most important too, to just recognize that creators are coming up with with stories and concepts and they need to be married to mediums and not everything works the you know works as a film and not everything works as traditional VR or as 360 so it's really kind of recognizing those what the marriage of the content and the So that's form the first is. check to make sure that the story matches the medium. How much attention do you pay uh, to how, how much of the work is completed? Are you okay with snippets or? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine with, I'm very used to, to watching works in progress and kind of tracking projects from the beginning. So oh, wow. there, there have been projects that I've seen mood boards and snippets or 360 <laughs> sketches or animatics. Um, and if I really trust the storyteller, I'll give it a shot and track that project until it's the last possible moment. It's like, okay, now you have to show me something to, <laughs> to see if we can finalize this. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, our doors are open in terms of submissions. We open submissions, you know, the end of August, beginning of September. We keep them open uh, through December. And usually we lock our program in around February uh, for the festival in April. Okay, that, that gives people a little room. Is there anything that you've seen in come that has intrigued you? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. I mean, it's interesting because I'm because I'm senior programmer of feature films and immersive. I'm I'm <laughs> you split. Have two hats. Yeah, I'm I'm split. So I've seen some amazing uh, work. Obviously, I mean, I'm I'm very excited to have brought uh, some of our pieces here to Cannes, um, like Armonia. You know, pieces that were that were showcased at Tribeca and. Uh, are not yet, they haven't had their international premiere yet. So this is a, a good opportunity for people to get a bit of a sneak preview um, of some of the work. Last night, uh, I saw a piece called Alone, um, which from Matthias Schelberg, who is a, a Tribeca alum, and he did it uh, with Orange. And it's a really beautiful narrative uh, sci-fi piece that also hasn't come out yet. So I was like, okay, I guess <laughs> get some sneak peeks while I'm here. Um, but really, I think in terms of the CanXR track, what I'm enjoying most is the sense of community and the fact that people are here to network and people are here to talk about their projects and pitch. I think what Renee Pinnell and Kaleidoscope are doing is fantastic. Yes. Um, giving us, particularly as a curator, giving us opportunities to see things um, very early and to, you know, connect with these creators and potentially give them a platform to launch uh, in the coming years or months. Well, as somebody that has, you know, uh, a front row seat here at CanXR, I've been delighted to see that despite your split hats, that you've been quite here at the XR section quite a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> yes, indeed. I have seen some great films too, though. Of course. Um, but yes, I, I, you know, there's such a sense of community in the XR community is very tight knit. Yeah. And, uh, being, so I've learned. Yeah. Being, um, being a traveler uh, as I am to curate, I think, you know, I see some of these people 
just so many in so many different countries across the year. Isn't that it's that funny just, in a way? Like you have, it's like your international friend group. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. You know, we see each other in, in Cannes, we see each other in Venice and uh, Geneva and Tribeca and Sundance. It's it's great. Um, so it, that is is awesome, and I it also allows you to check in every few months to make sure that oh, projects are on track. <laughs> and you know, I'm always I always have no my eyes on something. Procrastinators, yeah. No, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting because as soon as the, our festival is over, uh, we we run, you know, usually from April to May. Um, I start again, so here I am <laughs> in Cannes having conversations with creators that are potentially going to be ready for us again in April. So it's exciting. Okay, last question, Lauren. Do you think um, in Tribeca, anything we should keep our eye out? You know, I know it's, what, nine months away or 10 months away. Is there anything we should think about? Oh, Besides booking the ticket? I, I, I can't, I can't tell you yet. I mean, okay. I think, you so know, there's I some think, things to look out for. Yeah, I mean, you know, every year we try to expand and push the envelope. Uh, just approach things differently and push the envelope and provide a platform for groundbreaking work and creators are consistently stepping up to the plate to offer that so you know okay. i'm as excited mm-hmm. as the next person to see what we uh, what we come up with in 2020 thanks so much for talking to us thank you for having me 